Hello, and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter. I am your host, Will Cowan, and with me, like always, is Mr. Steve Haynes. Steve? Welcome! welcome. All are welcome! All welcome. are welcome to Chapter by Chapter. Welcome! You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a song from Kevin McLeod, like we do in this series. Uh, you know, first of all, before we go anywhere, because... Big plug to Kevin McLeod. Big plug to Kevin McLeod. In case you didn't know, all of our intro music, all the kind of glossary music that we've done, any sort of definitions or any sort of... All music. Stuff, all music. Kevin McLeod. He's this awesome uh, composer that produces a lot of royalty-free music. Um, and basically the only charge is that you have to source them, like cite them on the thing. So you'll find his, you'll find his work, uh, cited here on the episode notes. So check him out. If you have any podcasts yourself, any projects, man, that's your guy. He's your guy. He's your guy. But without further ado, let's get into our chapter today. Steve. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm feeling this one. I'm feeling this one today. Listen, after today's chapter, I'm feeling all sorts of things. I don't know how I feel. This is a I don't even want to talk about it. I'm being forced into doing this today. I had to I had to drag you. I can drag you because I'm over here. We're talking over the internet. I can't drag you, but I had to basically beat the shit out of you over social media to Verbally, get on. <laughs> he's blackmailed me. Yeah. I didn't want to talk. I'm speechless. Because he's speechless because this this chapter, chapter twenty six, I believe it's twenty six. Uh, white bridge. This is this is incredibly long chapter, and uh, in case we haven't mentioned it already, we definitely have. Is that Steve and I both kind of listened to this on audiobooks? So looking at this chapter going in, I saw I think it's like fifty three minutes or fifty six minutes. It's a long now. one. It's about an hour. It's about an hour long uh, of an audiobook, which is that's a good chunk. Every single other chapter has been very much in that half hour range. But yeah, this it's is, definitely one of the longer ones so far. Yeah, so. In Whitebridge, let's start off. Let's get into it. We start off with, uh, we're back on the boat with Captain Dahman, with uh, Tom, with Rand, and Matt. And all we're, the pirates. And all the pirates. Oh, the sea shanties. And we just get off, we it's uh, we just get off from uh, Tom singing us a little song, uh, The Wind That Shakes the Willow. And you've probably heard that name a couple of times. It's, it's a it's a go-to classic for Tom. And at this point, the rest of the crew is like plugging their ears. They're just so done with this. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Wonderwall at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, how long do you think they were on the river for? It must have been only like what? I think when the Well, the they last... mentioned 10 days, didn't it? Right. Yeah. It was 10 it days. Was ten, I think it was 10 days. Yeah, I think that was uh, the last time we were with them. They were ta- they were uh, mapping out where they were going, and I think D- Captain Dahman said it was going to be ten days to get to White Bridge. And then th- we're coming into White Bridge now, and uh, I have a note here. I don't know exactly why it's here. I can't remember, but it's a note that says Matt's good at juggling. Is there a part well, here Matt juggles? <laughs> I don't recall. That. I don't have that note, but I would expect it. he's got those big arms. Oh. He's got big hands. <laughs> uh, good for uh, wielding an axe. Good for the, juggling the, the skulls of your enemies. The part that I'm thinking of, I don't know if it happened in this chapter or a previous chapter, is uh, 
them taking uh, lessons from Tom to fit in. I think that was in a previous. Yeah, chapter. there was a there was a that was in a previous chapter. There was also continuation of that in this chapter, yeah. a little bit more, and to the point where Matt is and Matt's just not having it because Matt's just like, why, like, man, we're not becoming Gleeman. Like, we don't really want to actually learn these songs. Yeah, well, I think it has to go like his attitude at this point. I think has to come from the fact that he still like is reeling from this uh this adventure slash dagger nonsense doesn't brand have the dagger on him at this point or does he uh take it away from matt from the last chapter we saw him no i don't think so okay i thought i thought i read something that uh maybe it's later on in this chapter where rand has the matter maybe i misread or has the uh knife uh but i must have misread that either way like matt's not in the greatest of head spaces like no he's working some things out but man i am becoming not a fan of matt i gotta tell you <laughs> you're not a fan of nynaeve you're not a fan of matt uh nynaeve and two. matt are the bottom of my list tom's yeah. at the top of my list rand's pretty cl- high up tom is at the top of my list especially after this chapter so let's keep going here so they come into white bridge and white bridge Guess what it's named after, Steve? Uh, big White Castle. <laughs> oh, oh, oh um, you a white so... boat. A big white boat. It's a... <laughs> white, uh, white dogs. They got lots of white dogs. It's a white bridge. Spoilers, ah, of everybody. Course. Of course. Yeah. The old white bridge named after the, the white bridge. And like, it's... how how big was it again? Because when I read it, I don't think I grasped just like the size of it i think giant wasn't it wasn't it huge? like just huge it was just huge yeah. but where was the bridge going to was it just connecting like two parts of the river and the, t- the towns were kind of like on either end of it i couldn't really grasp like the the mapping of uh white bridge i, I took it as the w- bridge brought you in but i'm not sure really yeah, yeah, yeah. anyways they're in coming the in center uh, they're coming in. They're taking. Uh, they're just docking for the night. And I believe at this point is when uh, the Gleeman and uh, the captain are kind of talking. And uh, the Gleeman's going like, "Yeah, we better keep going. Uh, our, we're we're looking for our friends." And Captain Dahman is like, "Look, man, like, listen, like, we haven't had entertainment on this boat in a long time. <laughs> you make some real money." He's going like, to real well for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where did they say where uh, uh, Dahman's going? Is it Ilya? So he, so he starts out just saying that. He's saying like, yeah, you can, you can definitely do well if you stick with me. And then he drops that they're going to Ilion. And basically he describes Ilion as like uh, Portland. Like <laughs> Tom's going to do far. Tom's going to do great there. He's yeah. going to clean up. People are going to respect his art. People are going to eagerly be awaiting uh, more and more and uh, more and more tales and songs from them. And they'll pay pay hefty, uh, hefty for them. And, you know, it seems like an offer you can't refuse. Yeah. But Tom is a he's a good guy. He knows his quest right now. And he kind of goes like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. You know, and the, the line that I love here, this is a great part, is where he goes, I I don't think we could afford your rates at this like going down to Ilion because like it was already expensive to come here. I don't think we can afford your rates. And uh, Captain Dolman's like, you know, 
like, and he pulls out like a sack of a sack of money. He's like big old money sack, big old money sack. And he's like, uh, the damages you caused when you first came on the boat, when the trollocs attacked, it didn't actually cost that much to fix. In fact, uh, so here's some money back. In fact, I honestly, I just ripped you off. So like, <laughs> like now we're cool. Cause like, I like you guys. So like you can have it back. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I was just stealing your money. Like I was just I straight know. up. I'm a pirate. <laughs> what do you want for me? Um, which really would like sweeten the deal. You know, like Domin, he's a good guy. He does seem like a good guy. He seems like a lovable rascal. Yeah. He seems like he could get up to some things. He's maybe got his fing- his hands, his fingers in some pies that are maybe a little moldy pies. There's <laughs> some moldy pies he got his fingers but, in. Uh, but he's lovable. He's a good guy. He's got a good heart, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um so they, 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 Tom, he still declines. He, he kind of knows his mission, but he's well, like, well, while this all happens with these offers and whatnot, um, cause I think, I think at first the offer is, um, I'll wait, am I confusing? Does, does someone else make him an offer in white bridge? Uh, I think it's somebody else makes him an offer. In white yeah. Bridge. Yeah. I'm confusing the next, the next one. Hey, hey, the gleam is in high demand. Gleeman's in high demand. That was definitely a takeaway from this chapter is that Gleeman's, like, if you know where to go, you can make a pretty penny for yourself, man. You, yeah, yeah, you definitely can. And, yeah, we see that here because once they're in Whitebridge, I mean, people are fucking stoked that there's a Gleeman in the town. It's like, you know, like, you're just hanging out. And and then, like, Outcast comes walking through your town. (laughs) Andre 3000 and Big Boy. And you're just like, oh my God. Oh is my. This is real? Please. Is there going to be. Is Coachella happening? <laughs> is, what's going on? Wherever they're going, I'm coming. I'm going to be following them. <laughs> Whatever is going down near them, I want to be a part of it. And that's that's how they see the Gleeman, for sure. Do you think Gleemans have that kind of celebrity in places? Or are they kind of just like. Oh, a Gleeman. Awesome. Just any Gleeman. You know what I mean? Or do you think that there's some like historical Gleemans? I mean, we still got like 12 other books to go through and I'm sure there's some historical Gleemans that people sing songs about. There's gotta be. There's gotta be. Gotta be in that many books, but um, I think, no, I don't think so. Gotcha. I think that for the most part, Gleeman or Gleeman, they sing a lot of the same songs. Right. Um, And they dread, a lot of them I think look the same. And even because even if you were, so even if if Tom was introducing himself, what's he saying? My name's Tom, Tom the Gleeman, and the people just know about this one Gleeman named Tom. Yeah, it doesn't seem, Tom. you know, it Actually, seems like you'd have a stage name. It's Tom with an H. Well, you think that sure is? I'm Tom Four with an M's. H. Four M's and an X at the end. <laughs> so he's on you. SoundCloud. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that's definitely a SoundCloud rapper. Tom X. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Why but not? you don't say the X, it's just Tom. <laughs> it's just Tom. There's also there's like nine X's at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, they finally pull up, uh, they, they dock on the harbor to uh, White Bridge. And uh, I don't know if it's pat- mentioned here, but I think it's mentioned at some point, but uh Bar- white bridge is a city about the same size as barillon the city that they've already been to but not nearly as crowded 
and everybody's kind of like sad looking because you know the winter's still going on and the events that are going on out around the world which we're going to be getting into is kind of taking a toll on the 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 overall zeitgeist of the this world you know yeah and it it does seem like white bridge is a little secluded um, yeah from everyone else and i don't know like i kind of took that as because of the must be a big bridge it's the only way in or out i i don't i don't know if that is it i, I didn't catch that or not but yeah, like we we come it. to find out that um like they don't believe in trollocs and white bridge everyone there thinks that the trollocs were killed in the trolloc wars interesting okay yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. i do remember that so so like stuff like that you know it's just like it's a weird trollocs are out there yeah well i mean like that's also was emmons field as well like a lot of this stuff is still in a lot of ways just fairy tale to most people and the very thought of seeing a trollic would be like seeing bigfoot or nessie or something like that you know like it just doesn't happen um but anyways, let's keep going. Let's keep going here. So they dock, and there's a great moment here where Domin, like, brutally fires Gelb. He like he just like Florin Gelb, that piece of shit. He, he just throws him off the off the boat with all his shit, and he was like, "Never come back. I never want to see you." Again. Yeah, leaves him at Whitebridge Harbor, and is like, "Deal with it." That is. You don't want to piss Domin off. Like, I almost felt a little bit bad for him. Do you think he'd come back? Do you think he'll come back in a later chapter other than uh, this one as like... A- well, Florian Gelb was garbage. And he was and he was constantly trying to get our... He was trying to get our, our, our band of heroes thrown off the boat, get them in trouble. He was... He's garbage. Yeah, man. pretty garbage. Um but I just thought that moment was great where he just like kicked him off the boat and he just kind of like, Oh, I loved it. And ran away. Um, I, he might come back later. Like a, like a worm tongue. He's, and now he'll be working for Baselmon. I don't mind that. That's a cool idea. Mind that. Um, so they get, they, they get off the docks. I think Domin does one last plead with, uh, Tom. Like, why don't you come with us? Or like, uh, you know, we'll be docked here tomorrow if you still want to come with us. Like, there's space for you. And the thing is, is like Tom, do, like Tom is kind of interested in it. I think he, yeah, he definitely is. I th- maybe at this point he's not, but he's about to be. Right. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he is. He. He. He, he is about to be. So right after they dock, the Gleeman. Rand, Matt, and uh, Tom, they don't know where to go next. So where's the best place to get information, Steve? If you're just landed in some godforsaken town in the middle of nowhere, where do you go to get your bearings, to, to, to catch up on the local news, to see a little bit of the culture? Where do you go? Where do you go? You gotta go to the you end. You got to go to the end. I think it was Tom that said Same that. place. Like, he basically said what I just said in... Uh, I have the world speech <laughs> Yeah, where, where you just like, that's where you go. That's where you go to get information. And they end up going uh, to uh, this inn called the Wayfarer's rest. Is there anything that I'm missing here, Steve? Cause I'm, no, I, th- I, I think, think so. I think I'm falling. I'll chime in. And if you think, but I think you're on top yeah. of it. 
they go into the inn and they start talking to the innkeeper and the innkeeper's like, you're a gleeman. Are you a gleeman? You look like gleeman to me. Are you a gleeman? Gleemans can make. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like, uh, yeah, he is a gleeman and you must be an innkeeper. Yeah. Because you're fat, bald, bearded, smelly, old (laughs) cheese and bread loving inn man. (laughs) I remember that little passage. It's like, Rand, Rand thing. It was beginning to think that all innkeeps started to look the same. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're innkeeps in your RPG game. Of course, they're going to all look the same. There's only one card that you get. Uh, they eat a lot of cheese and bread. Oh, oh. They have a steady supply. They they live in night terrors. Their whole life is cheese and bread, fever dreams. Um, and the, but uh, what's his what's, the, what's that guy's name? Bartram. Oh, Bartram sounds right. I think it's Bartram. Bartram or Bartram? Bartram. Bartram. I think we're close. Tom goes. So what's for it? What's good? And Bartram, he's like, well. Let me tell you, man, if there's anything going on in uh, Whitebridge. Anywhere. <laughs> I'll know about there's it. There's anything going on in anywhere. <laughs> in anywhere. I know. I know about it. And he gives them the, uh, the we get we get like a good little like exposition piece here where Batram basically relays the current events of the world where Loghain, the false dragon that we haven't heard anything of for, oh man. Not since it's been a while, but we have heard of him, but probably not since not since maybe Emmons Field or something like that. It's been like at least ten chapters. Yeah, definitely. Logan on the way to, I think he was uh, completing his uh, campaign between Giladon to Tyr. He was he was uh, on his way to yeah. Tyr from Giladon, and that's where he was captured. Um, and he and that's where Bartram. Batrim uh, kind of goes, you know, we've had false dragons before. Like we've had like a few of them a couple of years ago. There's another one even further back than that. But every single one of them couldn't do anything. And basically what the punishment was is that the Aes Sedai or the Amaralyn Cedar, uh, the, uh, the figure of authority, I can't remember if it's Aes Sedai or not. They would take the false dragon and kind of parade him from city to city to city to, city to go like, look at him. He's not the, he's not the dragon at all. You know, he, he's yeah. just a fit. And they let people throw rocks at him and poop. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, whatever they get their hands it's on. It's definitely that um, uh, that scene in Game of Thrones, you know, where Cersei's getting just, like, pel- pelted oh, yeah. and shit. I don't know. It's, I mean, like, this seems like a more PG book. I don't think he was, like, he'd be, like, stripped down or anything like that. But definitely just we don't know. ridiculed in front of all we the masses. Know. And then, and Rand um, mentions that he... He he saw the last false dragon through this manner when they paraded him through Emmons Field. Yeah, Batram. Yeah, yeah. Batram saw the last one. Yeah, Bat. Did I say Ran? Yeah, yeah, you said Ran. True. Batram saw the last one, and uh, and now they're doing the same thing. They're doing the same thing with low game. But the th- the key difference here is that Batram has heard has heard word that he can do quote-unquote, things. I've seen other false dragons, and they couldn't do, quote-unquote, things. Things. But he can do, quote-unquote, things. Things. What are those things, Steve? What are those things? I want to know. Butt stuff. (laughs) 
Uh, channeling, I guess, probably. Yeah, or um, I don't know, like uh, Aes Sedai powers. I don't know. I don't know what the dragon is actually capable of. I'm trying to keep all of that kind of under wraps because I want to be But surprised. he is a false dragon, so that is... He, he's a false dragon, so whatever he has to do, whatever he can do, has nothing to do with being the dragon. Mm-hmm. It's probably just channeling or some sort of Aes Sedai power. Right. Yeah, absolutely. One one power connection. Now, he kind of wraps that story up. And how do we get into this next bit here where Tom reveals a little bit of his past? What, what what's, the, what's the chronological order of events here? Because the only, only note that I have here is Mountains of Mist. Well, he starts... Um, Batram also tells him about the hunt of the horn. Right. And that it's being called in Ilium. Right. And where Domen is going. <sighs> Domen. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm not even sure what the hunt of the horn is. I took it really. as like, it's like an, it's like an Olympic event, you know? Yeah. Wherever. Like. Is it? I took it as like it's a, it's kind of like a sporting event. There's a lot of partying. Um, there's competitions. There's there's this. It's actually like there's this hunt that's a big part of it. It's, it's this traditional sort of like it's like the Olympics to me. That's what that's what I kind of took from it. But uh, yeah, the hunt of the horn is happening. It's basically there's there's a lot of stuff going on. And when Tom hears about this, um, he is now super intent and stoked on going to Ilium. Well, he um, he recites like a poem from memory as like he just gets kind of oh Yeah, he's like just like mumbling to himself. He's like kind of somber and sad about the whole thing. I'm going to uh, I'm going to read it somewhere here. Here. Here I found it. Found it. Nice. All right. In the last lorn fight against the fall of long night, the mountain stand guard and the dead shall be ward. For the grave is no bar to my call. Spooky stuff. Yeah. Now, that's from the song, The Great Hunt of the Horn. And do you think Tom is from Ilion? Hmm. Seems like a good bet. You know? Seems like, like better than any... Or he has some ties there, for sure. Now, <laughs> they talk about that, and I can't remember where they get into... Uh, Tom's history because he they do talk about his history a little bit. Let's get into his history. Well, this he starts talking about the he starts talking about this is where it, where it happens when he's mumbling, right? And he starts and he say and he says that and then he also starts going on about um someone named Owen, right? Um, who's his nephew? I think. Yeah, his brother, his brother's son. Yeah. And I believe that he lost him in this uh, confrontation in the Mountains of Mist. I believe that's correct. Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. And then and when Rand hears this, uh, he suspects that this Owen could channel um, and add some powers of some sort. But Tom doesn't let on in any capacity. Hmm. Interesting. Um. So then they start talking to then they get then they get down to business with the the innkeep. They're like, "Okay. So we're looking for these uh 
I, what are they, what, what's the group again? It's like three women, two guys. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Briefly describes what they look like without giving them away. Yeah. Um, you know, describes a wizard without actually saying it's a wizard. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Batrim, Bartrim? Let's settle Batrim. this right now. Batrim. He, he immediately goes like, you guys should get out of here. You guys should go. Right away. He's just like, ooh. <laughs> you should not have said that. For a, yeah, there's, there's a, a door. I'm going to need you to use that. There's a little point where he's like, before he they ask this, where he's like, oh, you're a Gleeman. You can perform for us. People need a Gleeman. And then now it's like, I don't want anything to do with you. Get out of here. Like, I'll tell you, they're like, is there anything, any information that you can give us? And they're like, he's like, there's a second guy that's asking about you. And he's kind of like, he reveals that there's this other guy that's asking for this group of people that they've mentioned. And the fact that this guy also said that he was looking for a Gleeman. And, and boys that fit, that fit this description. And he's like, oh God, you got to get out of here. If, if anybody that's talked to him are looking for you, it's going to, it's like, they'll find you and they're going to tell him. Like you got to get out. So, you know, at this point, I think they say like, do you think it's a fade? Do you think it's a fade or a mid-draw? Yeah. And they do. you know who I thought of immediately was, uh, I Pot thought of, of someone too. I thought of Pot, Pot of Fane. Fane. Me too. And I was he's like, like the only character whose name I can remember who isn't currently doing anything. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, he was left off in this weird part like in the story where he's, where you're like, he's definitely coming back, you know? Yeah. And the way that he describes him, he describes him as kind of like wiry and fidgety and always mumbling to himself and being crazy. Like fits the description, fits the description. I thought it was Pat and Fane, but they're thinking mirror draw, which I was like, wouldn't like do mirror draws have a way to like cover the fact that they don't have eyes or anything like that. You think people wouldn't notice I... that? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> they must. They just wear a mask. I don't know. And it's around this point where they start hearing Gelb talk in the bar. You know, they're they, or like some Trolloc talk was talk going on. Yeah, there and, was Trolloc talk. Yeah, there's some Trolloc talk going on, and people in the bar were like, "Oh, the, the Trollocs don't exist. They've never existed. We've never they're." They're a fairy tale, fairy dust, or they all died in the Trolloc Wars. They're all gone. But yeah, this is what I was saying. The people in Whitebridge think the Trollocs are all gone, that yeah. they all died in the Trolloc Wars. Exactly. Um, and then you hear Gelb go, I've seen him! i seen Piece him! Piece of shit, Gelb. <laughs> Has to get involved. I've seen him. They were there. And they're like, but all three, uh, Tom, Matt, and Rand, they're like, Fuck, if he keeps talking and he sees us, he's going to drag us into this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if it's like a, like a life-threatening thing or you, it's like, or it's like one, seeing one of those guys that you're friends with, but you're not really friends with and you hate them. Yeah, they don't like him and he's no, he's no good. He's going to get them in he's all sorts of trouble. He's no good. And they know that. And that's why they decide to get the hell out of there. Yeah, and uh, Tom comes up with a plan where he's like, "Okay, just like stay low, uh, and if he sees if he sees us, he'll see me. You guys keep going, and I'll deal with it." And uh, luckily, 
they all make it out. There's a point here where uh, I believe, I wonder if it's Matt or Rand. Somebody slips or makes like a fall or something like that. And they say Owen out loud. Like they were just like thinking about Owen for that split second. Do you remember that? I don't, but it's got to be Ran. I don't see Matt giving a shit. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, whatever it is, I think it's just like a a little blip. I don't know if it means anything, but it's something that I took note of. Um, they get out, and I believe uh, Tom is held back for a little bit. I think he like he he gets spotted or something. He's held back. He gets lost in the crowd, but eventually he makes it out. And he has like new cloaks or no, no, no. He goes, uh, he meets him outside. He tells him to wait there. And, uh, Rand and Matt has, have like a conversation about like how Matt's not being the same, you know? Yeah. Something's bothering him. Something's bothering him. Is this where Rand takes the dagger? Cause I feel like Rand took the dagger well- at some point. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, because Matt had it briefly before this. There was a point where Tom was pissing Matt off, too. With, kept asking him to go to Alien, and then Matt almost grabs his dagger. Oh, he, yeah. Like, he puts his hand on it, and he's like, why I oughta? No, I oughta. So I don't know who has dagger possession at this point. I think it's Matt. Okay. But, um, but then uh, Tom goes goes away, and he grabs, like, new cloaks. He's, like, looking for disguises for for everybody because they're they're already like high profile in this place as far as they know everybody knows what they look like yeah and that's mainly because of the gleeman um, yeah. again like he comes in the town and people take notice and they're getting excited yeah yeah i think even ran throughout this chapter he's just going like i i wanted it to be quiet i wanted us to slip away like, yeah just, just get it in and out and get it get away um but that's happened so the, the close that tom the new cloaks that he brings are are, are black, uh, you know, very earth unremarkable. Tones. Earth tones. Very earthy tones. Earthy tones. But at this second, this is where everything gets. Yeah, immediately, like, they, it seems like everything's fine now. We're back on the road to Camelin. Camelin. What's that place called? Camelin. Camelin. And then out of nowhere, boss fight. Boss fight. Fucking Mirdral comes around the corner. They they yep. make eye contact or eyeless contact with <laughs> with him. Yeah, they and, made their eyes connected where were here where his eyes weren't. And they, no eyes. <laughs> you ever watch It's Always Sunny? Yeah, you do. Uh, you know where Charlie and Max see each other in the restaurant. Go ahead. Those, it's one of those moments. Like that's that's what happened. <laughs> and Tom goes full beast mode. He's like, boys, get out of here. He gives him like reluct like almost pretty reluctantly though like he's just like kind of like oh could have been an Elyon. okay well this been, is happening I could have been on the boat and then he gives all his gear to Rand and Matt he says take care of this and start running and then once you start running don't turn back yeah and wait for me to say run and he's like okay and then he goes run. And they book it, and he fucking charges. Tom at- Tom turns around, charges the mirror draw. Rand and Matt are hearing Tom screaming at it, and Rand <laughs> looks back for a moment to see Tom doing some sort of ninja moves with his daggers, just throwing them up in the air and catching them with masterful skill. And completely shocked by that, and then Tom goes 
goes to battle a thing and then they see uh blue flashes start uh just giant blue flashes start emanating from the fight and uh matt and ran are still running and then they hear like a just like blood curdling screams from tom uh <laughs> nothing good and uh, uh and they're out of there <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it kind of wraps up there's a last last sentence i think it was uh rand he's looking back to see if uh tom's there and he's not and that's how the chapter yeah, they ends. they met, ran and mad regroup at a, a clearing and uh start you know catching their breath figuring out what just happened processing it all and really hoping that tom was gonna come walking up that path any moment uh, he's but not. he does not there's some mention of are there other friends alive? There's a lot of panic. And uh I think Rand is saying everyone's is Rand or Matt? One of them is saying everyone's dead and the other one is saying, Hey, no, they're not. And yeah. Ends. They're not they're they are not in high spirits at the end of this chapter. And you you know, to be honest, like I mean like okay, so I was upset by the end of it. Because if the if Tom's dead, I mean I like Tom. I mean, I think. But I don't think he's dead. If he's dead, then like we're we're stopping this series. <laughs> we're stopping the show. <laughs> this is this is it. We're going back to doing uh, uh, uh what what was the last podcast we did? <laughs> we did that podcast about different types of beans. Oh yeah, yeah, bean by bean. That was a good one. Yeah, bean by bean. <laughs> the kidney bean episode was a doozy. Lima. But uh, but no, yeah. If he if he is dead, if, if Tom's dead, I'm gonna be a sad boy. Oh yeah, sad boy, no song. But I don't think so. I don't think he's dead. Well, I was gonna uh, say also, like uh, after like after watching so much television and movies and stuff like that, if you don't see a character die on screen, chances are they're coming back. Yeah. So and also with this situation, the blue flash. I think that means something. that means he's hurting them because if you remember when Land decapitated that, uh, uh, or when fade. when Land was fighting the Fade, or maybe it's not hurting him, but the, it's definitely combat because it's like when he was hitting them, blue flashes were coming from their swords when they were they were like hitting each other, you know? Yeah, I think it's something from some I don't know some sort some of defensive sort of... magic or some I don't know, but it's something I think that helps fight them. Yeah, whatever, whatever, what was and going on. I think on. if Tom was dying, we wouldn't have seen blue flashes. We would have seen blood splatter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's White Bridge for you today, folks. This has been a long one. And if Tom lives through that, he's going to write one hell of a song. Oh, my God. It's called Don't At Me, Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be a good one. Oh, man. It's got it's a uh, it's a uh, Post Malone's featured on it. It's gonna be great, beautiful. That's chapter by chapter today, folks. We'll be back tomorrow with chapter twenty six or twenty seven, Shelter from the Storm. We'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs>